We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What's up, guys? Welcome into another edition of Bogey Free. I'm your host, Matt Jones. You could find me on Twitter at MattJonesTFR. Before we get started tonight, I want to tell you about our sponsor, Bet Online. March has arrived, and we are only weeks away from the big tournament. Make sure to head to Bet Online and open an account today to get in on their $100,000 Bracket Madness contest starting March 15th. The NBA, the XFL are still going strong. We got draft coming up. Uh, so whatever your passion is, make sure you head over to Bet Online to take care of all of your betting needs. You can put in the promo code BLUEWIRE with your first deposit, and you will get a 50% sign-up bonus. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right. No Evan tonight. He is uh, otherwise uh, dis- <laughs> disposed, so we, uh, we had to call in the righty from the bullpen. We have Mike Metzger. I don't know that anybody really calls him that though it's moose yeah it's some moose mike my i was like parents don't even call me i literally i i looked it up before because i was like you know what i i know it's metzger but i couldn't remember if it was mike or not so i was like let me just let me give you know give the give the real name for the people yeah that's all that's all right yeah i'm mike metzger but it's also my dad just call me the moose (laughs) you don't have to call me the moose when you're talking you can just say moose but if i'm going to refer to myself in the in the first person or third person it's going to be the moose. 
Yeah, I think I think that's totally fair. Um, you should uh, you should probably already be following him on Twitter, but if you're not, he is at the Musonomics. He's been on the show, I think three three think previous times. Is, there, is, there th- three, this, is this my fourth? Something around there. Um, it's my third or fourth. Yes. Never it's disappoints. Always, never disappoints. Always exciting. Always love being here. <laughs> And, uh, of course, he runs a little site called Fantasy National. He has this, uh, this game, this new game that we're going to uh, chat about to start off the show here. Uh, but before we do that, what's going on, Moose? How are we doing? Doing really good. Really good. Uh, it's just kind of been a fun year. To, uh, I don't know. I, I've told you, but I quit my day job. I'm working Fantasy National full time right now. Um, I got to the point where I, I sold air conditioners wholesale for a living. So, and I was like, okay, would I rather work on golf stats hmm. or air conditioners and furnaces? I mean, and that's, that's virtually Sophie's choice. Yes, it, it really was tough. And <laughs> I did a lot of soul searching. Like, you know what? I love, I love air conditioners, but they don't have the personality of golfers. And so, so we're, we're going this way. And it's, it's my second passion, you know, next to heating and AC. But no, it's it's been fun. It's been kind of a wild ride, you know, just getting ready, got a podcast out, got a new game out, redoing the entire back end of Fantasy National. So we got some cool things coming down the pipe there. So yeah, it's been good time. How you been? It's been a while. Yeah, I'm good. We're just uh we're we're dodging coronavirus up here in New York right now. So we're just Ooh. uh trying to trying trying to stay healthy and stay away from all these coughing people but um other than that it's uh it's been good it's a we're off to a good good start this year um we're finally getting into you know the real meat of the schedule now with the players this week uh so that's that's always good um i feel like in in january it's a little bit tough to get started sometimes with the golf content and now that we're really rolling it's uh it's it's a lot more fun yeah, you know, I, I am going to say I'm a little nervous for this episode here because normally with Evan on, like if ever there's like an awkward silence, you just make fun of Evan and like things <laughs> I mean, start going smoothly. We, we could still do that. I could still make fun of him. I make fun oh, yeah. of him when he's not on all the time. I know, but he's not here to like <laughs> say something dumb back to let you just keep piling on. <laughs> he's the, And he's also never going to listen to this, so it doesn't really... It doesn't really matter. If we, oh, he's one of those say. guys. I don't listen to my podcast. <laughs> I want to keep the art pure. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's a real artist. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the impression I get. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, I, I couldn't think of a better word to describe Ev. <laughs> um, but uh, real, real quick, before we jump into the slate, why don't you, uh, why don't you give the elevator pitch for the, uh, the fantasy NASA, NASA.golf, uh this whole deal because it's it's something that me and a few people have tried and we're really enjoying it so far okay so quick elevator pitch on it is that first of all more adults play golf than any other sport they actively play the game they have money they have influence you know they love the game almost all of them play fantasy football but none of them play fantasy golf not none of them but a very small percentage of them and You've got one and done where you can pick one guy every week, and that's a fun game. I play one and done, love it. But if your guy's not in the hunt on the weekend, you have really nothing to get excited about. Yep. And so I wanted to create a game that's simple, that's exciting for guys who are super hardcore into DFS, but also a game that you can get your buddies who love golf but don't want to go through the hassle of picking six guys every week 
want to be able to follow action specifically. So we came up with NASA. Like if you play golf on the golf course with four buddies, a lot of times you'll have a, a NASA match, which is four ball. So it's match play. And in NASA, you, there's basically three matches for every round. There's a match for the front nine, a match for the back nine, and a match for the whole 18 holes. And that's basically how the game works is there's three points available each round. In this game, it's a four-person game. You've got a partner, which is a little bit different for fantasy stuff because it's not entirely in your own control, right? You kind of have to rely on your partner. Yep. And it's your two players going against your opponent's two players. But where you kind of lose the control, you gain in the you've got this four-person match going and there's a lot of shit talking that can go on. Like, if I'm just playing against you in fantasy football and I'm like, oh, your team sucks, blah, 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 and if you're not, like, giving it back, I just kind of feel like I'm cyberbullying you. But when you got four guys going, it's a lot easier to throw trash and throw shade. And then even if, like, even if you're getting smoked, then you can start talking trash to your opponent or your partner. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, why did you pick him? You suck. You got (laughs) me on my back, you know? So, and what's awesome about it is that you've got, you've condensed this whole, you know, 140 person field down to four players and they're all going off at different times. So as these guys are going off, you know exactly which score you need your guys to make on every hole. You know, if, if, your guy's the last guy to go through and everybody's made a par on this hole. And you know that if your guy makes a birdie, you win both that nine and the 18, it gets a lot more exciting and it's a lot more fun. Yeah, for sure. So while I'm getting at this, if you go to NASA.golf this week, set up a match for the players, invite three friends. We're giving away two free lifetime memberships to fantasy national. It takes you literally three minutes to set the whole thing up. Again, you pick one guy every week, get guys that aren't huge into DFS, get them playing, and I guarantee you're going to have a good time. Yeah, and if you only have two other friends, shoot me a, shoot me a DM, and I'll, I'll hop in there to, to be your fourth if you're listening to this and you want to give it a shot. Yeah, I guess I'll do it too. <laughs> it, no, it, really, it really is fun. It's, a, it's just another sweat. It's like you can – you can uh, you can sort of mental health hedge and uh, play a guy who you faded in DFS if you if you feel so inclined, um, and you can you can really have some fun with it. I was saying before we hit record that uh, me and a couple of my buddies are doing it, and um, it's definitely like you said, sort of a low low entry barrier. You don't need to make us uh, line up with a salary cap and figure all that stuff out. You can just you know click on a guy you want to root for for the week and call it a day. So definitely, definitely a cool format. I'm looking forward to seeing where you, uh, where you take it. And um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's kind it's of all a throwback stuff. not to keep going on this, but it's kind of a throwback to fantasy football, honestly, like, yeah. you know, back in the days where it's just, everybody's on Yahoo, you're figuring out what the game is on the side. So like I have one league where I'm playing with my buddies and it's $5 per point every week. So there's a possible of 12 points. So the worst you can do is lose 60 bucks. I have another league with uh, the tour junkies actually, where we're playing $1 per point for an entire season and you got to pay up the ladder. So just where it ends up there, but you can kind of set it up however you want. The whole game is a hundred percent free to play. Right. It's just basically there. Cause I like playing it with my buddies and thought I'd make it available to everybody else. 
Yeah, for sure. That's how, that's how the best stuff starts. It's uh, it's very similar to uh, to I don't know if you saw the Omni Fantasy thing going around uh, with Ben Gretsch, but uh, he he's been playing this game with his buddies where he basically drafts just teams and uh, it's basically like futures. Mm. Um, and it's uh, he you know he he just built out a site just to play it for fun and released it and a lot of people are getting into it. So all this kind of stuff that you kind of do naturally with your friends when it's, if it's in one place and they're keeping score for you, people are going to come to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. So that, yeah, definitely, definitely a good time. We've, uh, we've enjoyed it so far uh, in our little group chat and how definitely excited, looking forward to hopping how, into more. How excited are you for the players? This is the biggest it's it's the best man it's uh it's it's one of those things where you just sort of it's just like on the calendar like you figure out when it is i I got a birthday coming up on monday so it's like birthday weekend we happy birthday yeah man so we're uh it's now that it's switched back to march it's always right around my birthday so it's definitely always a good time i love that it's back in march oh yeah it's it's so much better the the schedule in general i think is mostly mostly good just cuz it's kind of rapid fire we just we get one of these big tournaments every month and we uh we always have some some big contest coming up on draftkings and something else to look forward to for sure uh real quick before we before we hit this uh the segments for this week i just want to shout out roadkill 5000 who uh who took down the listener league um pretty much had it in the bag the entire weekend. I think he was a good 20, 25 points clear of everybody um, for the entire week. He he steered clear of the Sung Kang destruction, which uh, I fell victim to. I was leading the Minimax on Saturday afternoon uh, before Kang decided to drench every ball that he had in his bag. <laughs> so that was fun. Um all right, so let's uh, let's jump into our buy or sell for this week. We're going to start with Rory McIlroy. Obviously, he comes in as the most expensive golfer in the field uh, on a little bit of a heater, one might say. Um, but that's obviously going to come with some ownership as well this weekend. What are your thoughts uh, generally on how Rory's playing, and are you willing to uh, to deal with this chalk this week? Oh. I mean, first of all, let's run down his last 10 starts. He's got a fifth at the Arnold Palmer, fifth at WGC Mexico, fifth at the Genesis, third at the Farmers, first at the HSBC, third at the Zozo, first at the Tour Championship. So those are just his last starts. Maybe not 10, but, oh, he did take a 19th. God, he sucks at the BMW. And then he went sixth and fourth. Yeah, so, but – the dude cannot finish it off. He is the worst Sunday golfer <laughs> on the planet. It's so. Am I gonna? I, I don't know what I mean. I suck at at DFS. <laughs> I mean, like I really do. Like when it comes to this stuff, it's like I'm probably gonna play him this week just because. I mean, and I don't suck. I'm like literally a treadwater player. Um, I, I don't. That's significantly better than most people who are redepositing every three weeks. So, so that's, so that's, so to me, like I put in $500 at the beginning of the year and it'll get me through the year and I'll play about 
a hundred dollars a week. So right. yeah. I'm playing a hundred dollars a week. I have $500 bankroll and that'll get me through the year. So not losing my ass, but I'm not like, you know, that's not why I stopped selling air conditioners. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's, it, it, you know, it, there's a whole, there's a large conversation to be had there in general. But I think if you're, if you're mostly just break even and for the most part you're playing GPPs and just trying to, you know, treating it as a lottery ticket, I think that like break even is, is totally a reasonable outcome because it's hard to win these, this, these top heavy GPPs. Like I just said, I, I've been experimenting a little bit with playing 150 lineups and I had at one point, you know, yeah. my quote unquote winnings on Saturday afternoon was like over 3k. I had like six of the top 12 lineups in the mini max and I finished winning $94 with my $75. So it's a little bit, you know, it's a little bit of a swing with, you know, whatever it ends up being 25% of the prize pool as first place. And then it drops pretty rapidly after that. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely something to be said for finding your games. Now I, I don't play much cash. I just play kind of GPPs. I don't play the mega ones. What I like to do is I like to find the ones that so let's say there's a $3.20 entry max that's got 35,000 entries in it. Well, once that one gets close to filling, they'll create a second one that's like yeah. 2,000 entries yep. with the same max. I like getting in that one because oh, it's sure. a lot easier to get up into the top tier of that one than it is. You know, I mean, you might be in second place in that one where you'd be 50th place in the 35,000. Yeah, for sure. My. Sense. I in NFL I do that a ton too. Um I think I think there's definitely there there's definitely something to be said for that that people don't really pay a ton of attention to, you know, if you're if you're putting 20 lineups into these tens of thousands of entries, you're already kind of behind the eight ball. Um but if you can if you could find something that's in your comfort zone and there's less entries, I I always prefer going less entries. You obviously forfeit, you know, some some ceiling but you're gaining a hell of a lot of floor uh comparatively so i i can definitely get on board with that um, i have significantly derailed you here now so what are your thoughts on rory <laughs> no it's fine i believe me i i know i know the drill here we're I'm, you... I'm gonna do my best to keep it on the rails but you know what, whatever happens happens um as as far as rory goes you know i have this i have this power ranking score um it's basically you know, how a golfer would be expected to score compared to an average golfer per round. And he's at like two, almost 2.4 strokes under par. And the next closest guy is Justin Thomas. And he's like, like 1.8 under, like it's, it's absurd. The, the distance that Rory has put between himself and the rest of the field, um, at least, you know, as far as this metric goes. So, um, I ran the optimizer, uh, on, it's still in beta. It hasn't been released yet on, on Rotoviz, but even though he's the most expensive guy, it put him in 99 out of a hundred lineups this week. So, wow. well, uh, it really, it really wanted me to, to jam him in this week. <laughs> um, interesting. So that that's just interesting too. Like, do you, do you edit this at all? No? I'll just yeah. go on. Okay, we'll just go on then. Continue moving. 
Um, yeah, so I, I'm I'm gonna be playing him. I will I will likely be. I would say maybe double double the field ownership um depending on what it gets to like last week i i think across the industry people underestimated what his ownership was going to be i had him projected for like 25 percent. i saw some other places have him around like around there maybe up to like 27 28 and he just like obliterated everything like i think he was 36 percent in the mini max um so i guess i guess we'll see but i will definitely be overweight on him um I think we had him at around 34. We had him around 34 if you looked at the actual lineup construction. But yeah. See, what do we have Rory at here? We have him at about 26 right now if you look at actual. Yeah, I I have him. I just ran um, like quick, no input from me, and I have him at 23 right now. So um, I think that probably creeps up as as the next couple of days go on before, before lock. But we will uh we will definitely see um what about what about dj man i mean he's ten thousand down to ten thousand dollars now uh i don't know i i don't really know what to make of him i i don't think he's like just outright fadeable but i don't really see a situation where i'm going to um you know prioritize him in lineups i think there's just too many guys around him that i trust uh quite a bit more are you uh are what what are your thoughts generally on dj this year so far he's he's sort of been all over the place well he's only had one top 10 since on the pga tour since may of last year first of all which is not crazy great. to think no i mean not, not even not great but just <laughs> no sorry too he had a he was 10th at the genesis yeah. and seventh at the tournament champions tournament champions which obviously that uh doesn't even count right um <laughs> But yeah, so the last, uh, other than that, he had a second at the PGA Championship. What I'm seeing is, is that, well, first of all, at WGC Mexico, he looked completely lost with his putter. I mean, he yeah. was, they showed him on the putting green on Golf Channel, and it was like his shoulder was coming up, and he was looking on like these three-foot putts. I don't know if it's a drill he was working on, but he lost six strokes putting there. He's lost strokes in three of his last five events. No, sorry. Four of his last six events on approach. So, yeah. which, which just, I mean, if, if you're not, if you're not figuring out your putter and you're not hitting your approaches, that's not really a recipe for success. Well, well Andy's, Andy's lost on around the green too on half yeah. of those rounds too. Yeah. So, I like that's the thing we were talking about. Oh, you know what? I'm not a millionaire like DraftKings golf player, but. Golf's so tough, you can't ever just go, oh, I'm going to compl- – no, don't play this guy because he has no chance because nobody would be surprised if he showed up with the top, you know. But is it probable this week? I wouldn't say – I'm not going to say, yes, I think he's going to top five. I wouldn't be shocked if he did. I personally would rather wait to pay, you know, this price for him after he's done something special at least once recently. Yeah, and I mean, if you – He's, I saw him, I saw people floating around like him around like 25, 28 to one. Just, just throw five bucks on him and fade him in TFS and just make up for it. If, if he ends up winning. Basically. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Cause I, I don't, I don't really see, I don't see a floor in his performance right now. Like he could, 
he could just eject like you if there's a if there's a course that's played regularly on tour that really tests like you have to whatever you're doing well you have to do at this particular place it's cpc sawgrass like you need to you need to have something working very well for you and if you're missing it on approach and you're not putting well i I just i don't see how you i don't see how you ever overcome that at this track personally yeah no that's 100 percent right and actually in the last seven seven events he's played only two of them he gained more than two strokes off the tee right which is so, which is a unheard of for him like that's that's not good for uh you know like a a 50th in the world kind of guy but for for dj that's a significant significant drop off yeah so i'm not playing him uh it might be a great contrarian play but you know what everybody in the field can t- technically win so yeah and as, you know as of right now i mean Fanshare has him as the sixth most tagged golfer. So I don't even know about the, uh, the, the ownership discount that we're, that we're going to get. I, I would say he's probably low ish in that range, but overall I think he's still going to carry some ownership. So. so I'm not, I'm not really all that familiar with the tagging part, but like, so if I tweet out that DJ sucks, does that count? And it's like, Oh, his ownership's going to be good. Um, Potentially it could. The The sentiment is 88% positive though. So he's being talked about. That's a little bit lower than, than some of the other guys uh, up at the top. Whereas like Kepka is the ninth most tag golfer, but his sentiment is like 60% positive. <laughs> so okay. um, we, we have, we have DJ between 10% and 12% ownership. So I don't, I mean, it's not like you're going to get him at like 0.3%, but right, right. 10% on DJ at 10,000, most weeks you'd take it. So there is that game you could play. Yeah, for sure. I think I think you get good – if you get good top five odds somewhere or good outright odds, I think you you throw a fiver on it and you uh, – I'll be calling it a day. I'll probably – if I'm going to do 150 again this week. I'll probably have him in three lineups. Like that's that's kind of where I'm at right now. Is the minimax? What's the minimax entry there? It's it's just fifty cents a lineup. So okay, seven, so okay, seventy five bucks. Yeah, it's nice. It, it gives you some more outs. Um, you know, I I usually was playing the birdie. Um, so for fifteen bucks, I get an extra hundred thirty lineups. I feel like that's that's a a nice way to <laughs> to build in a little bit of a a floor there. Um, how many guys do you typically use when you're doing that? Um, I usually have, I'm a little bit different than, than a lot of the guys, uh, that play 150. I go pretty heavily on, I'll do like four or five guys that I rotate through as like a core and have them in like 60 to 80% of my lineups. And then I'll have another, maybe I use 40 guys total, 35, 40 guys total between those lineups. Cool. Yeah, so it it's everybody does it a little bit differently. I know, like, uh, what's your, what's your logic behind that? Like, what's your like kind of what have you found, and why has that become your sweet spot? I I figure you're we're looking to we're looking to hit the top, right? So if you if you spread yourself out, say you have I don't know twelve guys at thirty percent, 
you're you're relying on all these other combinations to get right. So I I narrow it down. And if those four or five core guys that I have make the cut, then I need, you know, two guys on the either and it doesn't even have to be the expensive guys that I'm playing heavily. I just need two of, you know, another combination in that lineup to sort of hit and you're looking at a high finish. So, um, I'm sort of embracing, (laughs) embracing the variance a little bit with, uh, since it's a GPP, but Mm -hmm. a lot of guys have success doing it the total opposite and just hoping that they hit on the right combination somewhere. Yeah, no, no, that's a, I don't, I don't do a lot of 150. I should start doing that one though. That kind of sounds like fun. Yeah, it's it's good to good to get your feet wet a little bit in it. I like I said, like I'm in NFL. I'm a single entry and a three entry person. So mm-hmm. even building twenty lineups is a transition for me in PGA. And I was this year, I was like, you know what? I, I don't want to keep screwing around with the twenty lineups thing. It's it's basically the same same amount of money to experiment a little bit. So why not why not give it a shot this year? And and so far, I've been. Uh, I think I've been profitable for the last five weeks. So um, that's awesome. It's, you know, it helps when you, it helps when those core guys hit because the, the week that I was not profitable was just a complete disaster because I think I had two of those five like core guys missed the cut and it was just a disaster. So I am. Yeah. I am actually coming off my worst DFS golf week ever, ever. So nowhere to go, but up. No, nowhere to go, but up. But it was it was laughable. I had two zero of six lineups, and I don't think I had one of my twenty lineups crack the top fifty percent. Like it was. It happens, man. You you have like you have a couple combinations that that miss, and they're just in the wrong places, and you're just done for. Yeah. So you know, I do that forty three k challenge on Twitter. So what we yep. do is we put out a contest where. You have to only you can only spend forty three k, and I've been finding that if I spend my time and I build that lineup and I start with those seven guys or six guys, and then I just start to then go find you know five to ten other guys and I start putting my lineups together, they've been really good. Yep. But the six guys I picked last week all missed the cut, so <laughs> it was like my core six was. Horrible. Yeah. So, and that, you know, that's, it happens, man. Like the, the, it's got P, PGA TFS is not easy, especially with the 65 rule. Like there's it, it hasn't come into play every single week, but there's been a couple of weeks this year that it really like significantly made a difference where you would have got an extra round out of a guy, even if they MDF. And it, it definitely has been, um, you know, the six to six numbers, have been have been down for most of the most of the tournaments and i think this week it's going to be really low because i feel like there's always a couple of chalky options that miss the cut here for for clarity purposes i think it's amazing i love it i i was never a fan of the mdf oh yeah for sure that that's the it's the worst that was the dumbest thing ever it's it's definitely an upgrade but it definitely has made the game a little bit harder um Mm -hmm. oh for sure so all right, let's uh let's hit these over unders and uh see see where we're at. We have Terrell Hatton, nine K, obviously coming off the win last week, um, has been very vocal about the fact that he is going to uh going to be celebrating this week for most of the week. 
Um, I put the I put the over under for his finish position at seventeen and a half. Which uh, which way are you leaning here? Oh, do you ever see the Princess Bride, the movie? Yes. Yep. Remember that scene where they, they've got the poise and he's like, well, am I putting this in front of you because you thought I'd put this in front of you? So I'm like trying to think of like, okay, I want to be right here. So should I say what I don't believe? But then by saying what I don't believe, will I actually make it wrong? So my gut says that, no, he's not going to be 16 or he's not going to finish in the top 17. I just, I never like guys coming off of a win, especially their first PGA tour win. Yeah. Now he's won in the past, but I also said that about him the week before, you know? So he's he's also a different dude, man. Like he's, he's just like a completely different breed of human. Like the, the way that he, the number of events that he plays, like if there's a guy who can just sort of grind it out, no matter what else is going on, I feel like it's, it's Sunday. I was chatting with a buddy today and I said that I think I would literally shoot myself in the face if I had to play PGA national in contention, Bay Hill in contention, and then TPC Sawgrass in contention three weeks in a row. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a tough ask. Not going to lie, but I'm a computer geek and not a professional uh, golfer. (laughs) So there, there is that, but yeah. So so I'm going to say that he's going to be over, which means that it'll probably be under going by my uh, princess bride analogy. I like it. I, but what do I'm, you think? I'm going to take the over. I, I just, for, for most of the reasons that you just said, I, I just, I fade the guys that are coming off the win. Re, you know, recency bias tells you that it's not the, uh, not the smart play because Eam just did it, but it's, you know, that those are few and far between. I feel like, I could I could probably pull it up at some point. Maybe I'll tweet that out later. Um, but it's not – it's no guarantee. Like, you think, oh, great, like, guys playing well, and they just won. But it's it's just a different thing. Like, Hovland couldn't do it. You know, it, it it's – there's a long list of guys who disappoint the next week. He could, he could still be in the top 25, and this would still be an over. So it's not like we're saying, you know, he's going to – he's going to miss the cut and shoot, like, 84-84. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. I, I lean towards the over here. Um, what about my boy, Gary, 8,300 over under 26 and a half. You said some good lines here. Like <laughs> I wish you just said, make the cut or didn't make the cut. <laughs> I don't know that I'd, I'd be more decisive on that anyways, but <laughs> the guy's been pretty solid. He's only had two of three of his last five starts have been over 26 and a half. So. Actually, because of that, I'm going to go with the over. I'm going to just say his, his streak is done. All right. That's fine. I, I mean, for, for the brand, I have to, I have to go under. He, I, I do think that he's a little, bit, um, a little bit on the underpriced side. Like, he's, he's underneath a couple of guys who are playing. I, I mean, like, Justin Rose. Like, why, are, why is Justin Rose 8,700? He's... Not good. Um, but yeah, I, I think that he, you could make an argument that he could be closer to like, you know, Ricky Fowler's price. Um, so I'll, I'll go under with him. Uh, what about our boy Joel down at 6,600? I, I put it at 48 and a half. So more or less, uh, you know, may, make a cut. Um, under. You're probably good. That one's an under. Getting after it. You, yeah, getting after that good? one. That one, that one I like. That one I like a lot. 
Yeah, I'm I'm with you on the under. I think that he has a has a good fit. I think that he is um, another guy that's just just sort of underpriced. Like obviously, this is a way stronger field than we've seen um, this year. I think the the official World Golf Rankings have it like 200 strength of field points um, past anything that that we've seen this year. So uh, big time field, but uh, he's he's a he's a cut maker he's a, he's he's gonna be fine um no i i completely agree i was today i was wearing a shirt and i noticed that like when i wasn't tucked in it looked really stupid do you ever have that <laughs> issue actually funny funny you mentioned that you know because sometimes these traditional button-ups look long and baggy and that's because they weren't meant to be worn that way right like so we need a solution to this problem. Untucked I shirts, do. I unt- need a solution. Untucked shirts were specifically designed to be worn untucked. I literally have this argument with my wife constantly because I know that it doesn't look good. But if I'm wearing jeans, I'm not tucking in a button down shirt to my jeans. So untuck it has a solution. There's more than 50 fit combinations. They look great on tall guys, short guys, slim guys, athletic guys. It doesn't matter. You can try it for yourself right now if you go to untuckit.com and use code BLUEWIRE for 20% off your first order. And they even offer free shipping and returns on all orders in the United States. So make sure you head over there and use code BLUEWIRE for 20% off. All right. What a, what a segue. What a, what a professional. You're, you're new in the podcasting world and you just, you really set it up on a tee. I actually had no idea you were going into that diatribe. I was literally thinking like, (laughs) I hate, I hate when I'm wearing a button up shirt and I'm like going to the bathroom and it's like, you got to like fling the stuff behind your shoulder and no, this, that's amazing. What was the link again? Can you give me the link one more time? Crazy timing. It's untuckit.com. And it's a okay. uh, promo code blue wire, 20% off who, who could in their right mind, who could sit there and say, you know what? I, I don't want 20% off my first order. It's crazy. That's I, I want 20%. <laughs> all right. Um, blue wire, right? Blue wire. Yes. With, all with, one word. Like blue with an E or blue, like without a E with like Bluetooth. Blue with an E. I think Bluetooth has an E also. Damn it! Yeah, I'm reasonably <laughs> sure. Oh, Blu-ray. That's what I was thinking of. Blu-ray yes. doesn't... Blu-ray is E-less. Bluetooth yes. okay. is E-full. Yes. First time in podcast history someone asked to clarify the spelling of blue. <laughs> oh, man. All right. We're, we're going we're gonna to skip over the, uh, the mid-range matchup. You got you to gotta check the article for that tomorrow because... We're running a little, running a little long here, which Go is fine. Go with Stenson. Oh man, yeah, no, I, I have, I, I got Burger, but you gotta, you gotta read the article for, uh, for the, the uh, thought process there. Um, let's hit, let's hit some GPP plays. Uh, some guys that we haven't talked about yet. Typically, with Evan and I, we, uh, we just sort of go price by price. So looking at these 10K guys, we talked about DJ and Rory already. Is there somebody that you feel strongly about prioritizing up here? Is there somebody you feel strongly about fading? Um, what are what are you making of this five-figure range? So the guy that I'm going to say is Justin Thomas. 
you know, we were talking about DJ earlier who hasn't done much. I think JT's going to have a little bit of a – the shine is off of his luster a little bit because mm-hmm. he's missed two of his last four cuts. But if you look beyond that, the dude's ridiculous. He did have a six at Mexico. Granted, that's a smaller field. But that would be the guy that I think – I think that if you're going to – I think people are staying away from JT this week just because he's had those – yeah, which Two or four it, bad starts. any any sort of discount on D, on uh, JT is is definitely something that I'm interested in. He's he's ten eight. Um, he's second in the power ranking model uh, this week, so he's definitely a guy that I am going to be um, pretty heavily exposed to. Uh, quick thoughts on Brooks: Are you going anywhere near him? Um, you know that new. Uh... That Pick'em version of DraftKings. Oh, the tiers? Yeah, the tiers. Yep. I'm playing a little of them in there just because I'm kind of just trying to go a little contrarian. It's, and, and in those two, I'm doing a little of DJ too just because I feel like it's not costing me to be able to pick another guy I want at a different tier. Right. So I'll go and try to get – I'll try to be a little contrarian on those guys because, again – if they play great, I'm not going to be shocked. Right. Since they haven't been playing well lately. We all know they're capable of winning. Not only are they capable of winning, they're capable of, like, just blowing out the field. Right. You can you could see, you know, overpowering the course and just really, really sort of just uh, running away with everything. So I, I can get on board with that. I haven't looked at the tiers yet. I, I may write up a quick article tonight if i get to it um once i look through it but it's it's definitely an interesting format i'm hoping that they uh that they they stick with it and the only other thing we're asking is that they add captain pricing to showdown as soon as humanly possible add Um, what like captain pricing like they do it in the other sports where it's you know you get you pick one guy that you get one and a half times as many points for but you pay the extra salary um they they need to add that to the golf because there's just too there's too many duplicated lineups in in showdown and it adds another layer sort of of strategy but that's uh i've been banging this drum for a while and it hasn't nobody's really been listening so i'm cross-eyed right now but that's all right i I don't do a lot of showdown so yeah we i i just recently got into it uh over the past like month or two so it's um Again, definitely, definitely something that needs to be. Uh, we need to dig into a little bit more, but I think that there's some edges in uh, in showdown that hopefully we can uh, we can make some money off of in the coming months. Um, any anybody in this nine k range, like these these are all guys that on a regular week would be five figures. Um, I, personally, I, I know I keep kicking it to you first, so I'll, I'll go first this time. Thank you. I know. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I know. Like Webb is just sort of like beyond o- almost everybody in the field for me. The power ranking score has him fourth, uh, and he's a guy I think that's that's pretty undervalued all the way down at ninety two hundred. I know I'm going to have a significant chunk of him uh, this week for sure. And outside of that, I think that there's like Cantley is a step above the rest, and then the other the other couple guys in that range are just sort of the same dude to me uh, coming into this week. 
What uh, what about you? Do you have a favorite in the nine k? Well, obviously, I mean, you've got the web, so that he's a popular pick. You got uh, Cantley, he's a popular pick. Um, I like I like Bryson a lot. That guy's just been he's been almost as hot as Rory has been. I mean, he just happens to have a a fiftieth and a missed cut in his last ten rounds. Right. But other than that, he's got a fourth, second, fifth, fourth, fifteenth, thirteenth. I mean, that dude's been playing great too. I hate him. <laughs> but if he makes my lineups good, I mean, like, yeah, he's just super solid. Putts well on Bermuda. Doesn't care how diff- he actually plays better the more difficult the course plays. Yeah. So, but he's still coming in at probably around twenty percent too. So it's not like you're going to be gaining a whole lot on the field either. But that's that's one that I like. Yeah, I, I can get on board with some Bryson. I I think he's he's probably like a match the field. Uh, sort of exposure for me this week, but um, can definitely definitely see the logic there. What about um, the, this this 8K range again? Like even these guys, some of them we're we're used to seeing like pushing you know ninety five ninety eight hundred dollars. We have Decky up here, Decky and Eam, and I guess you could really throw in Reed there. That's sort of like the the top tier for me, and then. Um, it, you know, it it sort of it sort of rapidly drops off to, to Sergio. Sergio is not a not somebody that I'm and Louis, not a couple of guys that I'm particularly interested in this week. Well, um, well, since you guaranteed that Gary Woodland was going to place better than twenty six and a half, I'm going to probably go on him too. But I wasn't until you guaranteed it and said that if, did if he it. didn't if he didn't finish better than that, you. I don't know. Never mind. I'll start, I, can't, I'll I, I was going to come with something really like vulgar and I was like, no, he's got <laughs> sponsors now. I need to watch my mouth. Appreciate it. Yeah. I had to, uh, got, got to keep, got to keep the big guys happy, you know? Yes, absolutely. I love untucked shirts, by the way. <laughs> I, I ordered one when he mentioned it and it's already here <laughs> and they look fantastic. Just customer service in spades. It's unbelievable. It is. It is really good. And I placed three, three, uh, bets already too on bet online. There you go. How could Which you not? I signed up using Blue Wire as my promo code. <laughs> it's awesome, guys. Check yep, it out. And there, there is an E in Blue Wire for those of you that yes. were that were curious. <laughs> <laughs> Damn oh, it! All right, let's uh, let's hit the the sub sub eight K. We get into some guys that, um, obviously. You know, all the way up at the top, I think the most popular of this range, I think the most popular guy is probably trending to be Morikawa. Um, Hell yeah. What, uh, are you in? Hell yeah. The dude hasn't missed a cut as a pro. That's pretty, that's pretty good. I mean, if you're, if you're into that, I think that that's, uh, well, you know, you know, that cuts made is the most predictive stat measure there is correct. Well, yeah. Oh no, 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 not really. But anyways, I, the my point is, is that the dude's been solid. He's been, he's like him, but hasn't won, or has he won? Shit. Yeah, he did win. He did win. Fuck. Yeah. I mean, what was it like the Barracuda or something? That was like. Yeah. Okay. So he kind of kind of won. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it still counts for all intents and purposes. Just yeah, it's not like you know. It's a little bit Puerto Rico open-ish, but whatever. I mean, listen, that was like his sixth or seventh start or something stupid. Like yeah. it, that's still, still impressive to me. Um, 
the other guy that I really like in like the mid sevens, I, I've been on Scotty Scheffler, uh, and I don't really see myself getting off anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Scotty Scheffler in our 43 K challenge, he's been kind of coming up a lot. He tends to kind of fall into that range where he can normally roster him pretty easily. And it's, once you find guys that are kind of in that range that are a little riskier plays, but you've been playing them and you at least know what the risk level is that you're going with, I, I like that. Right. You know, it's like all these guys are risky, but at least you know what your risk is and going on instead of just like hopping on to some other new risky play. For like sure. At least you've been following them, you've been watching me, you know how they can be volatile here or there, and you know what you're getting. So I like that about him. Yeah, I mean, he he also has, like, DraftKings scoring upside in general. Like, he he had three Eagles last week um, and outscored, like, some of the guys in the top five, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like, finish position-wise. So, he, he definitely can get after it on the par fives. Um, and he had, he had that dumb stretch. I think it was on Saturday. It was either Friday or Saturday. He went Eagle on 16 and then – double double on 17 and 18 which is a little tilting but um for for the most part it seems like you know he's i think he's appropriately aggressive he's not like dumb aggressive so he's a guy that i'm i'm willing to pay 7500 for um and sort of you know feel feel like i'm i got a pretty good shot at it made cut there uh any any other like sort of real bargain guys that you are interested in like 75 and under so I'm going to have to give a shout out to my buddy Rhino. So we haven't mentioned, I also have a podcast called Nice Shot Pods and it doesn't compete with you guys because we come out about five to six hours before you guys do. So you've got plenty of time to listen to Nice Shot Pods while you listen you're listen to waiting. it a couple times. Yes, you can listen to it twice. Go back, listen to the other ones. Go set your lineups for all the stupid games we have. But my buddy Rhino, who's on there, he's got to. So this week in our Nassau match, he went with Billy Ho. He dropped hmm. all the way down to Billy Ho in that where there's no salary cap, there's nothing. So he's high on him. But the other one was Bern Wiesberger at C7100. Let me see. Yeah, 7100, number 21 in the world. Lately, he's been on fire in on the European tour. Yep. That's, that's like pretty it. good value right there. So, so I'm going to give a shout out to Rhino. I didn't, I didn't come up with that. But he he got me enlightened, and I'm I'm there now. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, yeah, I think I think really through the seven K range, you you can find a lot of of guys that that are definitely worth your consideration. Um, I like it really like a lot cheaper. I like Denny McCarthy a little bit at sixty seven hundred. Um, the car dealer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so nobody gets that but us. But so in. in Minnesota, there's a car, there's two like car dealer kings. There's Denny Hecker and Wally McCarthy. And so we've got Denny McCarthy. There you go. There we go. So he's the car dealer. No one else gets it, but it's hilarious if you live in Minnesota. And I'm guessing that at least 50% of your audience does live in Minnesota because that's where all the DFSers play. Yeah, it's a uh, there's there's definitely I'll I'll look at the map later, but there's definitely a, a significant number of downloads from uh, from that great state. Um, it's so awesome! All right, let's, it's uh, snowing right now, like yeah, big not, ass flakes. That's okay, sorry. 
Let's finish. Let's keep no, going no here. We uh, all right. Let's let's hit our cash locks here, and uh, and we'll wrap up. So the cash locks, two guys that you are willing to potentially go a hundred percent on. Um, just no, no five figure guys. So I misread this when you sent me the notes. I'm just gonna read you my guy. My I have four guys. Okay. <laughs> so I got I got dominant 66. I mean he's got two consecutive top fives. Yep. 12th at the players last year too, so he's got a little bit of history. Everybody's kind of worried that you need to see this course a little bit. He's been oh, there. He's Don't seen get me it. started here, Moose. Oh, let's hear it. <laughs> no, go ahead. It's fine. It's well, no. Fine. So so here's everybody's, the thing. So everybody's heard the rant. It's fine. No, it's not necessarily course history. Like so, Pete Dye course. I know in what particular, you mean. I got you. I got you. Just knowing where you can miss. Not necessarily like actually yeah. playing well there, but like having experience on the course because they can be intimidating off the tee. I play out at Hazeltine, and one of the toughest things is that when you first start playing there, you think that you've always got this six-inch spot to land your ball in to have any sort of chance, and so you start trying to get way too cute, and then you start to realize that, oh, no, I've got a little bit more. I need to just hit a golf shot, and that's that's what it is. It's not necessarily that this guy's played well here before, right. but he's played here before, and he also happened to have played here well before, so that's good. Not my selling point. It was – it was the two consecutive top fives at 6,600, which is really selling me. Yep. Patrick Reed, I love him here. There's a lot of sand. So now the downside is they are – do you see that uh, they're going to be broadcasting every single shot of every hole? Yes. So he's That's definitely going to awesome. get caught cheating at some point. So, so that could be a downfall to him too, but at the same time there's a lot of sand, so maybe if they don't have it, he'll, he'll be all right. <laughs> uh, Colin Marikawa, like I said – uh, I call him M2.0, and then Daniel Berger, who's had a fourth at the Honda, fifth at the 18th. Again, I don't play cash games, so these might be GPP plays too. So I'm sorry, but no, that's I'm- that's fine. I we literally like I I mentioned two of the guys that I am definitely going to be like up in the in the 60 to 80% range across all my lineups here. And that's, that counts for GPPs too. I just call it cash locks. Cause like, if you're that exposed to them in GPPs, you're probably, you would probably play them in cash as well. Now, full disclosure, I don't know that I ever really get above 60% on anybody, but I play fewer guys. Right. So like, I can see if you're playing 40 guys, you need to be over 80% on a couple guys. Otherwise, you're just going to be matching the field. I like to keep it to like a tighter like 15 to 20, and I try to get maybe one or two guys in that 60%, and then kind of around 30 or 40. So like in the end, I'm still overweight on everybody. Right. But, yeah. So, anyway, so those were my four. So Daniel Berger, Colin Marikawa. Patrick, top five in the world, Reed and Joel. Is it Damon or Damon? I think it's Damon. Okay. But I've I've Matt's, said both for sure. Matt's cousin, then. Oh God. <laughs> Let's do it. What do you got? Who I'm, are your lock lock of the week? My my two are are Webb Simpson and Daniel Berger. I I just Webb is way too. Way too cheap. He should be 10K over DJ for sure. And um, 
Yeah, Berger, Berger just seems like he's one of those guys that you just have to get on, uh, you know, on the right times. And this this feels like he's in the middle of a streak here that he's uh, he's going to be playing pretty well. So he's those are my two guys. Um, obviously, make sure that you are checking out the article to see some of the other GPP plays that I write up. Make sure you also, if you're not already, you head over to Fantasy National and get signed up and uh i'll throw a i'll throw a link in the show notes to uh the the nasa.golf as well so that you can check that out when you uh when you get a chance so moose thanks again Do it this week and you can win a free lifetime membership it takes three minutes and it's awesome and you're gonna love it there you go what what could possibly go wrong it's a free game where you just pick a golfer like what i don't understand what you would possibly have to lose by doing this um, last thing before we sign off, yep. can I just, just cause it feels wrong. For, Evan, that was so stupid. Why did you say that? God, Evan, you're such an, Oh idiot. my like, God, you, Evan. You can't even pronounce the guy's name. Evan, oh, come on, man. And like, you think what? that he, Oh, Oh my God. Wow. Jesus, Evan. Okay. Evan. Wow. Really problematic in 2020, Evan. <laughs> <laughs> really shouldn't be saying things like that. Now, now, now I feel complete. Perfect. All right, Moose. Thanks. Thanks again. As always, you. you can find him on Twitter at the Mooseonomics and Fantasy National, all that good stuff. And other than that, good luck this week, and we will talk soon. See ya. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.